Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, my name's Lily. Um, I feel like I need to do a uh, little preface on this. Um, I'm talking about a verse which touches on rest, sentence on rest, and I'm very tired, um, <laughs> which is excellent timing. And I also have a cold, um, so I'm really sorry if I have to stop and cough or blow my nose or something, but I've had plenty of prayer and paracetamol, so hopefully um, it will be fine, but just apologies in advance. Um, so I'm speaking on some of the teachings of Jesus today from Matthew 11, verses 25 to 30, should you want to follow along in your Bible or on your phone, and it has appeared behind me. At the time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, why talk about a verse which focuses on rest today? It's the end of the summer holidays, so surely we're all feeling marvelously refreshed and rested, right? Right? <laughs> some people do, some people are not looking so convinced. Um, either way, whether you're feeling rested or not on this beautiful day, I thought that the start of a new term and season is a good time to look at this passage and this idea of spiritual rest. Um, and living our lives in partnership with Jesus as the summer holidays come to a close. This spiritual rest offers us not just rest for our minds and bodies, but also our souls, the very core of our beings. <clears throat> Sorry. When we were asked to speak for the six weeks of summer services, we were asked to choose a passage or a story or teachings from the life of Jesus and... Um, to show something of his life and the person of Jesus and the relationship that we can have with him. So at the start of my research, I decided to listen to all of the Gospels um, on my phone. I only got as far as Matthew. Um, during, on my phone <laughs> during my commute. And I was walking home from work one day during the heat wave. And as I was passing our local donk groomers, this, this verse started. And my heart started to beat really fast. And... I knew that God was highlighting this verse um, about rest and spending time with him to find rest for our souls. And it is also something that God has personally been challenging me on for around a year or so. Um, as you can tell, I'm still struggling because I'm still tired and sick. Um, but it struck me that at the end of this passage, um, it also beautifully illustrates the relationship that we are called to have with Jesus and the heart that he has for us. Actually, up until quite recently, um, a little bit of context, I personally had a pretty bad, well, not the best relationship with rest, um, misconstruing it for laziness and usually living life at full tilt until I got sick, spent a few days on the sofa, picked myself back up again, gave myself a pep talk and then sprinted off again at full pelt only to burn out and get sick and repeat it all again. I've been through the work really hard, party hard, do everything at maximum capacity, get sick, 
cycle several times now in my relatively short um, life. And at the end of last year, um, I started to feel really challenged about my attitude to rest and my weekly reliance on a Netflix binge as my main form of rest. And I reckon and hope that I'm not alone here, especially in this intense and speedy city that we find ourselves living in. And this passage is very well known and often spoken on, um, but I have a feeling that regardless of where we are in our walks with Jesus, whether we're relatively new in our faith or seasoned Christians that are feeling good about where we are, or even not a Christian at all, we can all benefit from evaluating how well we prioritize time for rest for our souls and how we rest well. So no one here is discounted from this calling of Jesus at the end of this passage. This calling is to all who are weary and burdened and is something that is applicable for all of us. To every single person who has ever lived, will ever live and is sitting here today. It says, um, it says come to me all who are burdened and weary. And we're all burdened and weary in one way or another whether it's work stress, things happening in our families, financial worries, emotional hurts, illness. We all have burdens and things that cause us worry and which cause us to feel weary and tired. This world is very busy and it's becoming increasingly so and it's very good at tiring out our souls. We might not always notice it, but every day it can be like a constant affront to, on us. Our society leaves us very little time for rest. In Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis describes attempting to find spiritual rest in the world as starting the very moment you wake up in the morning, all your hopes and wishes for the day rush at you like wild animals, and the first job each morning consists simply in shoving them all back, in listening to that other voice, taking that other point of view, letting that other larger, stronger, quieter life come flowing in, and so on, all day standing back from your natural fussings and frettings, coming in out of the wind. And I know that this coming in out of the wind and finding rest will look very different for each of us, depending at the life stage we're at. It might only be a few snatched seconds throughout the day before something else happens that requires our immediate attention. But especially if you're, you know, for example, a parent or carer for a young child where your attention is almost constantly required. And I have recently found a new level of respect for you all. Um, yesterday, we just came back from a holiday in Scotland um, where we were with some friends and they have two absolutely wonderful and adorable little boys. They're gorgeous. But on this particular week, one of them was feeling quite under the weather and cutting two new molars in the back of his mouth. Um, so I stand before you feeling incredibly weary indeed, having caught his cold and in need of a good night's sleep and also with a whole new massive dollop of respect for all parents and carers. Or maybe you're working really hard and crazy long hours with no time for yourself and all you manage to do is flop into bed at the end of a long day. Finding rest with the Lord will look different for each of us. Regard, um, but regardless of our circumstances, it is something that we can all regularly check in on and evaluate. So it's important that no one discounts themselves from this calling. We all have different burdens to handle, big and small. They all weigh us down and cause us to tire, but this is a call for everyone to find rest. And it's also a calling that we can trust 
because Jesus has authority over all things, which has been given to him by God the Father, as it says in verse 27. We can fully trust Jesus' authority on this and what he says here. So do not discount yourselves. And if you have any thoughts rising in your head or um, lies being whispered in your ears, like, oh no, that thing that's way too big for Jesus to handle, he can't possibly do that, or that little tiny problem in the back of your mind that's way too trivial. Um, Jesus needs to focus on the real burdens. Those are all lies. This calling is open and for all. So how do we find rest with the Lord? It's a nice big topic to have picked. And I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers. However, we can unpack this passage to show us two steps to finding spiritual rest. First, coming to Jesus with our burdens and giving them over to him to find rest for our souls. And second, partnering with Jesus and living our lives side by side with him. So, firstly, the rest. As I said earlier, I'm not naturally the most restful person, and I've been really struggling with this in the past, um, with practicing and prioritizing time for rest and to spend with God in quietness and contemplation. But recently, after a bit of prompting from the Holy Spirit, um, I've attempted to do a bit of a 180 on this. Um, And back in January, um, I was pretty exhausted emotionally and physically, Work was too much. Um, Some of you all know I work in digital media, which is a 24-7 beast. And if you aren't careful, it creeps into all parts of your life. Um, There was stuff going on with the family. I was sick. And the doctors were trying to find out why. Um, Thankfully, once they found out what was wrong, it was quite easy to fix. But the tests and the diagnosis process was quite long and invasive and stressful. So it was perfect timing, as it often is with God, that just before I became sick, I was given this book called Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less, by Alex Sujong Kim Pang, a Silicon Valley tech consultant, probably not the group of people who are most well-known with taking rest. However, it convinced me that rest is a good thing and that it's not laziness. In fact, our work and productivity rely on our ability to rest and recharge. And it also taught me that my quiet night in binging on Netflix was not the best way to go about rest. And actually, when you unpack them, this passage and this book agree on quite a few things. We tend to think about rest as a totally passive activity, but it's in this verse, we are not totally passive. It says, come to me. We have to move towards Jesus and receive the rest that he has for us. One thing that both this passage and some of the science around rest agree on is that rest is an active thing. This book also concludes that rest is something that has to be practiced regularly. It says that, it says, to quote from it, rest turns out to be like sex, singing, or running. Everyone basically knows how to do it, but with a little work and understanding, you can learn to do it a lot better. You can enjoy rest more profoundly and be more refreshed and restored. So building in these little times of rest with the Lord into our day, into our day's that we can practice regularly and routinely are a great way to find rest for our souls in order to make those opportunities for us to come in out of the wind, as C.S. Lewis put it. And when we talk about doing our quiet time with God, regularly spending time with him, we often talk about following a Bible study guide or some other form of activity. But another thing we can add in is we can add into our time this quiet, restful period whether that's meditating on a piece of scripture or the name of Jesus, or when we get into the car in the morning, simply spending two minutes in quiet with God before turning on the engine. 
Regularly practicing spending time with the Lord is something that we can all benefit from. Or if we were already doing this, it's a great opportunity to check in with ourselves and evaluate our practice of it. A wise friend of mine told me that she spent 20 minutes a day meditating silently on the word of Jesus, repeating Jesus in her mind to help her focus her mind, quieten her thoughts, and dedicate her this time to God. Now, 20 minutes seems like rather a lot for me to try. And um, so I tried, and I'm trying, um, I often fail or forget, um, to spend 10 minutes each morning meditating on the word Jesus and purposefully dedicating that time to God. And I found that it's helped break this run and burn, run and burn, run and burn cycle, which I know many of us here have fallen into at some point or another. But it's also um, really changed my relationship with God over what has been quite a challenging year. And my soul has been able to find rest with the Lord. That's just one practical thing that has worked for me and a few others, and all of our journeys will look different. But actually, a little plug here, um, if you want to learn more about Seeking God um, in Silence and Solitude, there's a series of talks called Seeking God in Silence and Solitude, which Neil did back in January, and you can find them on the Southwest London Vineyard website or podcast, and I really highly recommend them. They're brilliant um, and incredibly helpful. But what about part two of this Finding Rest checklist in this passage? The partnership with Jesus described here as his yoke, which is supposedly easy and light. If you haven't heard of what a yoke is before, yokes were used to attach a pair of animals together, usually an oxen, a big cow-like beast, and together so that they could pull a piece of farming equipment, usually a plow, and it made it easier for them to share the work, to share the burden, and to share the weight of what they were pulling. Now, has anyone here had the joy of running the three-legged race at primary school. <laughs> Thank you. One other person. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> as someone who was very tall as a child, I was usually tied to another girl who was quite a bit shorter than me. Um, so in order to complete the race, I was basically dragging this poor other child along. <laughs> and let me tell you, it felt like a considerable burden to eight-year-old me. And being out of step with them hurt my leg, it bruised my leg, and we ended up falling over. I had put in a huge amount of effort, basically carrying this other child, but had gotten nowhere. When I was then paired with a much taller um, child, I felt like I was flying by comparison. The yoke that tied us together was easy and light, and we beat everyone else. And I know this may not seem like a terribly important example or that a child's problem seems pretty trivial, but if you've ever had the experience of falling into a three-legged mess, you will know that it hurts and it's tiring when you aren't matched with the right person to run the race with. The same goes for when we try and carry our burdens, and we all have burdens and loads that we need to shoulder throughout life. So we're all yoked. It's just we're either yoked to our burdens on our own or we're all yoked to something. It's just whether we choose to be yoked to Jesus to help us carry these burdens and pull our loads. If we walk through life on our own or yoked to some other form of coping mechanism, a bit like me and Netflix used to be, we might still make progress, but it's hard and exhausting work, a bit like being badly matched with the wrong partner in the three-legged race. We are meant to live in a relationship with God. That is what we are created for and what this passage ultimately calls us to. 
As we find our rest and as we spend time with God, he will relieve us of our burdens, yoking himself to us to help us carry our loads through life. After periods of rest with God, we are able to unburden ourselves and God will use this time to help strengthen us so that our yoke becomes lighter and we will also find our souls renewed and revived so that we can tackle the things that we have going on together with Jesus. He says that his yoke is easy and his burden light. Sure, we still have to do the tough stuff. This life and this world are full of troubles, but if as we run the race in partnership with Jesus, we are safe and secure with our Lord by our side guiding us. I'll leave you with one other final thought from the Chinese church leader and author Watchman Nee, who says that regularly practicing this rest and partnership with Jesus is the key to maturing in our walk with the Lord. So even if you have been walking with Jesus for a long time, I would encourage you to press into this calling of rest as you mature in your faith. In his book, Sit, Walk, Stand, Nee says, and I've paraphrased it slightly as it originally is quite a long quote, it is paradoxical but true that we only advance in the Christian life as we learn, first of all, to sit down. But what does it really mean to sit down? When we walk or stand, we bear on our legs all the weight of our own body. But when we sit down, our entire weight rests upon the chair on which we sit. So also in the spiritual realm, to sit down is to simply rest our whole weight, our load, ourselves, our future, everything upon the Lord. We let him bear the responsibility and cease to carry it ourselves. So I'd like to invite the band back up, please. And as we get ready for the end of the summer holidays, um, as the schools go back and as our offices are full with our colleagues again, I would like to encourage us all to use this time to reflect on how and why we find rest for our souls.